Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we've got, we finally got the man we need to get. We're all screwed up. I got to tell you, Jim, I'm sorry for yesterday because I got my days screwed up. And we ended up moving Dulac over because he was down there doing the Hyde Park deal with me yesterday for lunch where Max was dying because I was we were having some food down there and Max wasn't in town to be able to participate. So then we tried to get it today and then Max is announcing Jerry Dulac again. <laughs> and you got to sit there going, hey, what's up with me, guys, right? Yeah, well, um, it's a Thursday. It's Wednesday. It's flipped. <laughs> Come on. You know, Wednesday Thursdays doesn't have the same panache, but it's very comfortable. I kind of enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very comfortable. Very comfortable. I could get used to Wednesday Thursdays. Yeah. You just have to yeah. work on the alliteration a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, Wex, I, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for hanging in with a couple of knuckleheads here. Uh, it is is exactly appreciated. But, you know, you take a look at what's going down now. Where's uh, We started off the show with, where's Joey Porter when you need him? You got Joe Burrows guaranteeing he's not going to throw four interceptions. And if anybody can take a, a, a little snippet and turn it into a, a full-blown chip on the shoulder, Joey Porter could have done something with that, don't you think? Um, the only thing I think about Joey Porter in regard to uh, Joe Burrow wanting not to throw four picks is Joey Porter Jr. Let's get that dude yeah. next, <laughs> next draft. I, I, I'm not sure where Joey Porter Sr. fits in, but you know, I, I would enjoy him uh, barking at the coach from the balcony as to why he's not playing his son. <laughs> well, yeah. think about this. Hey, and Max, you were, you know, that was part of your team when it was a Super Bowl 40 when oh, yeah. uh, the one tight end spoke. He said something very innocuous. Uh, Jeremy Stevens, yes, the tight end. And then Joey blew it all up and made it like a, an anthem going into the Super Bowl. Joey didn't need much. I mean, it's like if you said hello <laughs> to him the wrong way, he was already going to figure something out. <laughs> Turn, turn that into a negative. But, no, go ahead, Wax. <laughs> I, 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 that was just genius, and I don't even know if he thought it would be genius because it went from, you know, can the Steelers win the Super Bowl, Ken Bettis, you know, will Cower lose another big game, from all of that to what's wrong with Joey Porter? <laughs> <laughs> and Joey put it on his shoulder. I don't care. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. And then we start looking into this Jeremy Stevens, and we see, wow, this dude's a bad dude. You know, and and then we 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 dredged up all of his debacles at the University of Washington, and 
I don't know. Jeremy Stevens went out and they made him the centerpiece of their game plan and he dropped everything. <laughs> Just, you know, they, yeah. I remember that game. He got hit in the middle of the field. I swear he had the ball turned, took a couple steps and Potsy, I believe drilled him. He fumbled and it was called incomplete because he didn't have a third foot down or something, you know, back in those days, right. oh, that stuff was ridiculous. But everybody wants to complain about the officiating was skewed in the Steelers' favor. I don't know. There was there were plays that I like that play that were forgotten that should have been a Steeler turnover. But you know, everybody wanted to focus on the crying by the officials and the Seahawks. So anyway, uh, we don't yeah. need to dredge that up. But Joey was brilliant. It's just brilliant because Stevens just stunk that day. And then he went and married uh, a woman who beat him up every day. Oh, so, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know who he married. Exactly. You know who he married, right? Wasn't it Hope Solo? Hope Solo, the yeah. great Hope Solo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 and that, and that, that that has served him well, I guess. You know, decision making is uh, <laughs> paramount. You know, but anywho, um, you know, with the Bengals. You know, obviously we're having fun with Joe saying he's not going to throw four, but you know, when you, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. how hard of a prediction is that? Okay, I thought yeah, you were exactly. say he predicted we were going to win. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I can promise you, my focus is not throwing four interceptions. What? Okay, <laughs> listen. I, and I was telling Wolf, I was like, listen, I'm I'm good with two. I'm good with two. Cut it in half. <laughs> Show your progress. You know. You don't need to take it all at once. We'll we'll take it in steps. And then next year, you know, we can revisit it. You know, I won't throw two. And then you just throw one. You know, so it's just cutting it in half, right? Exactly. Man it manage expectations, Wex. That's what we're trying to do. Not seven sacks, just three and a half. You know, cut it in half, offensive line. We'll still take that though. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but you know when you look at this team and, and what where they are now versus where we saw them at week one you know joe talked about at least i'm healthy you know i'm healthier than i was because he's coming off the surgery um and you know jamar chase has uh kind of been limited um so you haven't really seen him i think you know what what is this Bengals team that's coming in to acrisure on sunday um and where have you seen them grown you know, from what from what you've read and, and possibly perused in your free time? Well, uh, I, I, Jamar, we all know about him. I mean, he, what, a, what an outstanding football player. But, you know, he played in that first game. And T. Higgins, I believe, was knocked out of the in the first half, maybe the first quarter. And T. Higgins is an excellent – I compared him to uh, George Pickens. I compared Pickens to T. Higgins. Very similar size, uh, wingspan, catchability. So they have a veteran, George Pickens, in T. Higgins, who will replace Chase. And I do believe Ty Boyd went out with a question later. I mean, you know, Minka. <laughs> wow. Minka wasn't yeah. having any of it in that first game. No. Uh, that was and, – and hopefully he's 100%. And I don't know what you guys know about the modern medicine of appendicitis these days, but if he can come back after only a week 
and, and uh, if he can play like he did in that opener, he was incredible. It wasn't just TJ. I mean, TJ was fantastic. That front four was fantastic. Right. But Minka was Minka. I've never seen him like that, and I haven't seen him like that's where he just wasn't having it. He wasn't having any of it. You know and, what? Uh, I, I was just gonna say it was amazing. I, I just I just learned today that that Minka tried to convince Mike Tomlin to that and, and the coaching staff that he could play, and then get get the appendectomy. Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> what a guy. I mean, that, well, that must, that's old school. That must also say something about modern medicine. I I, I would assume. Uh, as far as the rest of the Bengals, you know, they have a they have an excellent. Pack. And they have revenge, and they're going to be a lot more focused. They're not going to be coming off of raising the runner-up banner, which is always so exciting in Cincinnati. <laughs> so I, I, they're going to be they're going to be totally prepared. But on the hand, uh, and I've I've noticed this for years as as I handicap games and down and make predictions. The Steelers excel in the second of back-to-back home games. It's a. It goes back to Three Rivers Stadium for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. So this is a great spot. Now, last year, as I pronounced that last year, I think they lost three times. It was a, a rarity. It just doesn't happen. But 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 uh, this year, uh, I don't know. They there there can be a lot of um, excitement and comfortability in in this one because they beat the Saints. It was a rather ugly game, and um, they still pulled out the win. And, and seems like they're getting healthier. So I, 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 this could be a really exciting game. Both teams, both teams could be you know fully, fully, totally motivated for it, and it could be exciting. No, and that and that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the the excitement factor picks up because I, I was referencing earlier in the show about obviously what the Bengals did to us a year ago in the follow-up performance uh, when we went there a year ago. So hopefully that's fresh on a lot of these guys' minds. A lot of them were still there uh, and experienced that. So hopefully we can return the favor. I was telling them, I was like, you know, it's good to have a broom, but it's better when you can hand it to someone else. And why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Why not us in this moment, Wex? But, you know, Wex, another thing that's, that's kind of, you know, as we're looking at it, you know, we talked about the health of Minka, but just having TJ back and Demonte KZ on Sunday, just will you will you look back on it? It's like whoa! I mean, how big of an impact you know was that on the team? Well, KZ, I mean, off the field too. He is a spark. He is um, I, a big mouth. Isn't what I want to say, but. He he's is loud. a locker. He's loud. He's loud, and it seems to be missing. You know, look at look at these guys. And I, I know TJ kind of is loud with his actions, and Minka is not loud. He's grumpy, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, grumpy uh, Devin, not Devin, not Miles Jack, um, Alex Highsmith. No, and you, you threw Casey out there. Now you've got some spark, and he was like that before he got on the field. Very interesting character. I, I've, I've talked to you about him, how he just wants to be called Casey, Crazy Casey, and mm -hmm. uh, he, he really fit right into that. And um, 
you know what else I like about this Steelers defense is the front four of those Charlotte guys. I wrote about them yesterday. You've got you've got the blue bloods, right? You've got uh, Hayward. Right. Can't get enough Haywards. Yeah. You got Watt. I think Tomlin when he when he when he got Watt, he said every coach should have a Watt on his team, and now he's got two. Yes. And now he's got two guys from Charlotte, and and I told Hayward that, and Hayward said, "Screw those Charlotte guys." <laughs> and, 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 he, and and he laughed, you know. And he said, "No, you know." He said, "Weird." I was Jack and Alex because Alex and Larry Ogunjobi are two of only four Charlotte players ever drafted. Ogunjobi was first, Alex Highsmith was third, and so the Steelers have the best of the University of Charlotte, and they're really rounding out that front four. Uh, Hayward said he, he told Alex, I said, I guess they were watching basketball and Hayward said to Alex, Hey, don't be, don't be cheering for the Tar Heels. They, they barely acknowledge your existence. (laughs) 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 And and I talked to Ogan Joby, you know, he's not, he's another rather quiet guy. He's studious. And, and he said, uh, that he, he was a senior when Alex was a red shirt freshman and uh, he could tell Alex was a walk-on, but he could tell that this kid had a lot of drive, a real hard. He said he was a really hard worker, and look at him now. He's a superstar, and he, he actually is leading the Steelers with eight and a half sacks. Yes. And, and so I broke down the stats. Um, when when we, we know they're one in ten with TJ not in the lineup uh, right. for his career. Uh, this year they're 2-0 with – that entire front four, counting TJ, and they allow 3.3 yards per carry. They allow 15 points. Uh, without one of without one of the four, they're one in five, allow 4.1 per carry with eight sacks in six games, opposed to nine sacks in two games. And without two of them, there was only one game where Watt and Ogunjobi missed. That was the Buffalo game. 6.7 yards per carry, zero sacks, 552 yards allowed through 38 points. So I know most of that is TJ, but there's some Ogunjobi evidence in there too. And yeah. I, I think this front four is just so interesting with the two blue bloods and the two of Charlotte's, Charlotte's greatest players. And Alex was all excited because they just hired somebody who in Michigan is being credited with the, the Michigan turnaround of late. Uh, I, I, the name escapes me, but it was an assistant coach that Charlotte just hired as the head coach. And Alex says, you know, that city is a hidden gem. That university is a hidden gem. And with this new coach, they're going to attract a lot of players. So at least Tomlin's in on the, on the bottom floor on getting the Charlotte guys. Every, every coach needs three or four Charlotte guys, right? Well, guess this. You know what, Alex? You're going to be hearing from the Alumni Association. <laughs> They're going to be coming and going, hey, how about, you know, uh, a new conve- a new practice facility? Yeah, we'll put it your name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's, an interesting, be- it's an interesting front four. I, I really like this, and, and I, I'm, I'm – Looking forward to seeing how it continues to play out as long as all four stay healthy. Ogan Joby missed practice Wednesday with a knee, but he's been, you know, he's been sitting these Wednesdays out. So hopefully that doesn't mean he'll miss the game. No, absolutely. I was going to say, yes, Pete uh, Rosamondo, that was the coach you were referring to this now, the head, the interim head coach down there. Um, and, uh, he was actually, you know, it's funny. He was actually the O line coach at uh at Vandy before that, so that's why I know that well, Will Healy a, 
was relieved, yeah. Somebody gave me a name, Bo something from Michigan. I, I thought that was the name of the guy they hired. A Michigan guy told me that um, these sh- he read my story and he said, you know, these Charlotte people should be very excited about this guy. He turned Michigan's program around. So uh, maybe there's a misconnection. Maybe I got the yeah. wrong name. Maybe he was wrong. So. Yeah. Now, well, now, now, now he's just the interim there. They might they might have acknowledged somebody else is being hired. But okay. I know he's he's the interim head coach there because Will Healy was the previous head coach that was relieved after their horrible start. Because I because because I actually watched Larry and um, uh, Alex in college because I used to Did call you? Conference USA. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I, I I gave I gave a couple calls to to B Hunt back in the day. Like, hey. Uh, <laughs> There's a kid you might oh. want to come watch down here in Charlotte, because uh, since I covered all those Alex, kids, right? <laughs> yeah, did exactly. You, did you really, Max? Oh yeah. Uh, why didn't you, Why didn't you tell me this? I'd have included you in the story. <laughs> oh no! L- listen, listen, Wex. You know what? Just, just, just the knowledge and knowing is all that's for me. You know that 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 fills me up at night and uh, makes me happy. But no, uh, you know, but I mean, but that that's what I try and do. I try and always be an asset, you know, to the Steelers. Even when I wasn't on the broadcast team, I would still reach out to our scouts, you know, in different regions when I had games and call them because, like, I had Marcus Davenport back when he was out at UTSA, um, a couple of different kids at Southern Miss and also at um, at UAB, and I would just be like, hey, y'all might want to take a look at these guys and just shoot a couple names over after calling the games just just to let them know that, hey, you know, there's some talent out here. If you're not looking at Conference USA, here's a couple of them I saw that I think look pretty darn good. You know, deserve okay, a second well, look. When I do on the clock two, I'm definitely calling you for this stuff. There you go. Okay, yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I can't write a forward like Craig Wolfley, but, you know, I, I can definitely add some cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> let me – let me. <laughs> Let me tell you how stupid I am about that forward. I don't know if you notice how it's spelled, but it's not the yeah. usual forward. And that that kind of that kind of threw me. That kind of threw me. Yeah. So I, I googled yeah. it a couple times, and it says a book forward is spelled this way, idiot. I said, yeah. Okay, completely right, idiot, you know, Matt. Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm you, just you, the you, author, and then how do I know how to spell? It's you not know, a the, power the first, forward. It's just a forward. <laughs> the, the first word of the entire book I spelled wrong, right? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> now, so, uh, since, so, go ahead, Wax. I'm sorry. Finish that up. But. So then, you know, I, I, I forget who I was trying to impress somebody. Uh, is I think it's like <laughs> the dean of a, a school I'm trying to get a teaching job at. And uh, I spelled forward as in the book forward. Uh, moving yeah. forward, I don't know if I'm going to get that teaching gig. Just, well, just just tell just tell him you're working on on, on old English. That's all it is. There you go. It's, old, it's more it's more the fifth, 16th century uh, edition of forward. Uh, you know that's what that's all. And since we're since we're speaking of on the clock Pittsburgh Steelers behind the scenes with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the NFL draft, the book written. But how, what book is this? Is this uh, what five or six? Number five. Yeah. Okay. Five. Give us a nugget of this book because this is going to be something that you're going to want for coming to the Christmas season. You know, tis the season to be jolly. And what better way to, you know, uh, uh, get by for a Steelers fan than a great book coming up. So give us a nugget out of that. 
All right. Well, besides the sure. forward being spelled like a power forward, <laughs> besides spelling the first word of the book wrong, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Have we talked about Tom Brady and T. Martin? No. Nope. Okay. No, we well, um, you know, um, Kevin Colbert. The name of that uh, chapter is called Gravestone because Kevin Colbert said, "On my gravestone, it'll say." He passed on Tom Brady for T. Martin. <laughs> the, now, the thing about the thing about Colbert and Brady is, you know where Colbert came from, right? Robert Morris. Well, yeah, but well, the Lions. He was working for the oh, Lions right. through the nineties. I 90s. thought we were going back to college. That's all. Oh, yeah. And he was working for the Lions <laughs> in the nineties. Right. Working for Ron Hughes and. Um, the Lions hired a linebacker coach named Gary Moeller, who had coached at Michigan, who had recruited Tom Brady to Michigan. Um, Tom Brady was a big-time left-handed power-hitting catcher. If you know anything about baseball uh, evaluation, they love left-handed hitting catchers, especially power-hitting yeah. catchers. Hmm. And you can imagine what kind of catcher Brady was back there, you know, calling pitches and throwing people out. And I did not know he was a power hitting uh, lefty and uh, catchers left-handed hitting catchers are hard to find because they're all right-handed throwers. So you're limiting yourself. But anyway, that's baseball talk. Yeah. But Moeller uh, recruited him to Michigan and they coached him a few years. And then and Moeller lost his job. Right. Okay. And uh, became a linebackers to coach for the lions. And, and during Brady's senior season, you know, they were trying to make drew Henson, the because uh, Drew Henson was toying with playing baseball, so they wanted to start him more football, make him happier, and keep him there. So Drew Henson was getting a lot of Tom Brady's playing time, even though Brady had played well his junior year, and he was the backup to Greasy when Michigan won the national championship. So Brady uh, goes into his senior year, and he's he's just getting his playing time crushed by Drew Henson, and so Brady wasn't considered much of a prospect. You've seen the combine film; he's just just an ugly looking athlete right right you know, real 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 knobby need and uh, skinny and ran a 5040 or something <laughs> 5240 something and anyway kevin colbert went to watch him and uh he came back scouted him uh, as he as he often did he went to some practices too he uh he scouted michigan because it was easy for him he was a pro personnel guy mm -hmm. so when they needed him to do colleges they sent him nearby so he did a lot of Michigan, saw a lot of practices, saw a lot of games. And one day Gary Moeller came into his office and said, you saw Brady this weekend, right? Yeah. And, uh, and Colbert said, yeah. And uh, I said, well, what'd you think of him? And Colbert said, ah, you know, average arm strength, average athlete. He's okay. He's, he's not bad. And Moeller said, let me tell you something about him. All that kid does is win. And Colbert wow. said, you know, I, I thought back on that statement five years later. <laughs> so he's hoisting a Lombardi, right? Oh, he's seventh. Yeah. He's seventh. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, exactly. and, and, and everybody says, oh, I'll give him a pass. When I tell this story, people say, oh, give him a pass. 30 other, 31 other teams passed, did the same thing. Right. I said, yeah, but 31 other teams didn't draft a quarterback in the fifth round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Steelers were looking for that sleeper. This guy was right under Colbert's nose for how many years in Detroit. 
he got the word from the guy uh, who recruited him said listen listen all this guy does is win do you like that in a quarterback <laughs> <laughs> it's the X factor, right? I mean, that's that's what everybody's looking for. Wow, that's hilarious. Well, I do believe I do believe Kenny Pickett has that X factor. I really do. I, and I, I'm I'm with you. And I I compared him in my latest column to Jim McMahon more than you know. He's always had that Tom Brady esque kind of build where he's not. I mean, he's not the aircraft carrier that Ben was. Right. And those guys, those yeah. are those are your franchise can't miss guys. But, you know, a guy like Jim McMahon, he was drafted second or third in draft in his rookie year, 82. He was three and four in seven starts with the exact passer rating that that Pickett had this last game. So I thought, you know, that's a comparison because, uh, you know, uh, McMahon wasn't physically uh, – uh, he wasn't stout. He mm-hmm. didn't last. And no. I worry about Pickett as I watched him running around. He seems to be smart enough and, and doesn't take those big hits. But that's the guy who I compared, I thought. And, and, you know, in 85, once they built around McMahon, that three and four record changed a little bit. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think Pickett has that kind of command, uh, commanding presence and leadership skills and mobility and uh, cockiness that, uh, that's going to make a winning quarterback as they build around him. And what I think, uh, most of all, he's like the Sundance kid. Can I move? I'm better when I move. Yeah, move, Kenny. Go ahead and move, Can baby. I move? <laughs> move? What the hell you mean move? I'm better when I move. <laughs> I love that. Uh, That's so good. <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. Man. Wax, thank you so much. Well, Before we go, what, where can you get your book? Because the book is out, right? Uh, it's out. It's at Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble. It's all over the place. And uh, the reviews are really starting to come in. I'm really excited. The Post-Gazette's doing one. Bob Labriola is doing one. And they both said they liked it. So I'm excited about the reviews. And if you wait a week, you can get it at my site, jimwexel.com. As soon as we update the Polo page with TJ Watts picture on the on the clock book, and then you can get it autographed and uh, a personal ins- inscriptions made for Christmas gifts and things like Beautiful. that. Beautiful, wonderful. Oh yeah, hey wait, hey hold hold off. Get, enjoy the trip to fan and then get the book, okay? <laughs> you heard you heard all the goodies that you get, okay? Uh, no, Wex, thank you so much for joining us, and it's always a pleasure. We'll be back on track, not next week, but the following week. I promise. Uh, <laughs> I, won't, I won't be as comfortable, but it will be Wex Wednesday. I, I, yeah. I know Wex go. Wednesdays, it goes the Wexinator will always show up and show out. So that's the one thing we can count on the alliteration <laughs> we're still working on. Um, <laughs> I get nervous but, whenever he starts uh, using those big words. Oh, my gosh. No, no worries. But yes, on the clock newest book by Jim Wexel. You guys can catch it, like he said. They're at all those other places, but you really want to focus on jimwexel.com. Get the autograph, get the inscription, great stocking stuffers, and gifts for those you love, those nutty Steeler fans that you know out there in the world. Thanks, Wex, for joining us. We're going to step aside and come back into the locker room here with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Max. Now I gotta I gotta get your opinion on this, all right? Your wife's a, a doctor and everything, so I wonder what she would say about a Chinese man, Uncle Chen, he's referred to. He ran a marathon in 328 while chain-smoking the entire 26 miles. This is the same guy that has run an ultra-marathon of up to 55 miles. He's 50 years old. Great googly moogly. I can't even believe that. Can you believe that this guy is running a marathon while chain-smoking cigarettes? I just need to know, is it a hard pack or a soft pack? Is he doing menthols? Listen. (laughs) Filterless? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, filterless. Or is he hand-rolling it? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, like some male pouch tobacco or something. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, how is that? I can't Like, just even the thought of me, like, taking a puff and then trying to do anything that would get my heart rate going. Really? I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine it. Like, you know, I I mean, like, I've smoked cigars, right? Right. I've never smoked a cigarette. Right. So I'm trying to visualize you this. Never, you, never, you never smoked a cigarette? Like when you're, like, in fifth grade, you sneak one from somebody, and like, you just try it? You know, fifth that's grade. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, honestly, what? what third Max grade? Main Street's a Buffalo, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, listen, Orchard Park is not to be messed with. I mean, listen, <laughs> you also have to realize this is the same place where they originated jumping through tables as a fun pastime <laughs> before a game starts. So, fifth grade, I feel like is a little late. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they already have an after five beer. They they they've got a girlfriend cross town, and they got and they're working the night shift. You know what I'm saying? By fifth grade. I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I thought it was around third, fourth, fifth, somewhere in there. That, you Next, know. he's going to tell us he was had a business running cigarettes. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, 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 he no. He was he he was definitely behind the schoolyard during recess. That was it. You know, just trying to sell, run out, yes. sell, selling Lucy's. You know what I'm saying? Like selling a Lucy one around a the dollar, corner. Two for one <laughs> yeah. fifty. Come on, come on. I got a deal for you. I got a deal for you. No, no. You'll need that lunch money for lunch. Here, go on. Get a get, get a pack get out of the square pack. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a bet. You know your buddies. It's a bet. You know somebody dares yeah. you. Double dog dares you. When they go yeah. to the double dog, you're all done. You can't refuse exactly. a double dog dare. Yeah. Now the only reason I never did. I mean, my grandpa smoked. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, and so I never did. It just wasn't something because the smoke would get in your face and all. You know, all the old folks back in the day. You know, they all smoked. And so I just – it was nothing – it was just something that I just never did. Um, you know, my, my younger brother, he did. My older brother did. But mm-hmm. I never – I never – I was a I was a square kid. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was a square as a kid. So I <laughs> well, was the one. I part was, of the I was problem was you were as big as an else. adult when you were in third grade for crying out loud. <laughs> I, I know. I know. That was the other thing. It's yeah. like they kind of expected it. They're like, okay, I mean, you know, when's this kid coming in with, a, you know, with his leather jacket, you know. <laughs> And he's he's gonna have a pack of cigarettes rolled up, you know, oh, rolled up man. in the sleeve of his of his white t shirt. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I was just, I was like, nah. I, but I never did. So so for me, you know, just the thought of that just is like, wow. And then to hear that this dude's in his 60s and he ran a no no 50. Mar- sorry, he's 50. 50. I'm sorry. Yeah. But whatever, it, over the age of 22, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> 
And you said an ultra marathon, correct? Well, he's run an ultra marathon. Okay, now Good he's God. he ran this marathon in three hours and twenty eight minutes over in China. Okay, first of all, now stop think, it. Yeah, think about this. In twenty eighteen, his time was three hours and thirty six minutes, and in twenty nineteen, he dropped it to three hours thirty two minutes. I, you know, that well, well, it, none on. of this makes any sense when you. But then you understand, and here's this is where it gets interesting, though. He doesn't smoke any other time. What is it about? I I'm don't. Sorry, could nicotine be a stimulant or something? I don't know, but I mean, a, a an, an oxygen expander. I'm like, yeah, uh, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> I, you know, no. nothing makes sense in there. That that is that that is an anomaly. Um, you know what? Uh, we're, we're definitely gonna have to get his blood tested. I'm just saying, <laughs> just immediate blood tests for this guy is he on the Lance Armstrong uh, treatment as well while doing I have this? no that's, idea that's what I don't know I'm just saying I'm just I'm just I'm posing questions I, listen people are thinking it out there wolf I'm just simply asking you're it. just I'm asking just questions at this point just asking questions I'm just a guy you know what I'm saying I'm just a guy talking to another guy about another guy you well know? think I mean, about this just, the guy that we're talking about Uncle Chen he placed 574th out of 1,500 runners. Cut it out. Jesus. Jesus. I can't even do that if I tried virtually oh. in my mind. I can't finish. If they said, hey, Max, I want you to visualize you running a marathon and just visualize if there's 1,500 people where you would place. I can't even, I can't even form my lips to say anything that does not have – all four digits in it, and preferably, <laughs> probably the latter of the possible digits that you could say of the available number. Like, I'd say 1498, but then again, probably 1500. Yeah, and, I was going to say, I'd probably yeah. be 1501. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how far back yeah, I'd be. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, at some point, I'm looking for a taxi. I'm just, <laughs> just going to be honest. It's on a road. I mean, it's not like you're running a trail. So, I mean, right, technically... Right. You know, there's going to be a car passing by at some point, especially at the rate that I'm going. They, they will have started shutting down the mileage side so people can get on with their lives. Uh, <laughs> and I'll just be right there. I might stop at the, you know, I might stop at every stop sign and crosswalk. You know, look both ways, even though I know the street's blocked. You know, just to try and buy myself some extra time. Please, somebody take me out of my misery here. It just hit me. <laughs> it's like, just please, uh, you know, just a Ford Fiesta. I'm not, I'm not asking for a bus, but a Ford Fiesta. I'm okay. <laughs> I feel like I, could, feel like I roll off of that one, you know? <laughs> oh, my heavens. Good heavens. All right. Well, that's, that's wild. We, we better get back on track. You got it. Yes. Yes, that's right. Let, let, hey, let's get back on our trail. Our trail was, was leading us to Cincinnati or leading us from Cincinnati to Pittsburgh, however you want to look at it. Uh, the game's going down on Sunday in Akershire Stadium. 425. Remember, everybody, 425 p.m. This was the flex game, originally a Sunday night. So if your ticket said Sunday night, don't show up at 830 because you'll right. be mad because the game will be over. Uh, the game is at 425. Um, you know, the, the Bengals are coming in town. They've Obviously, they've rebounded. From, uh, from earlier this year when we played them, but we're hoping for the same result. Um, this Bengals squad, you know, is, is sitting right now in second place in the AFC North. They're at five and four, um, obviously trailing only the Ravens. And, you know, they, they've, they've gotten better. Offensively, you're looking at they're the eighth total offense in the NFL right now, the right. way that they're going about it. Six in scoring. 27th in rushing, 6th in passing. Their third down, I think, is probably the biggest thing that they've improved upon since week one, Wolf. 
Um, well, and we're going to explore it more, yeah. my friend, but we got to go to break. Oh, gosh, here we go. You know, Uncle Chin, you took up all of our time <laughs> trying to run your time with you. I just realized it. I okay. still can't believe right. he only smokes when he runs. Come on. But chains, no, not not just smokes, Wolf. We, chain, yeah, chain smokes. smokes. Yes. That means that while he's running and ashing out one, he is systematically pulling another one out to light it. And what? In a marathon, I've never seen that. Where are the pockets in the marathon runner's outfit? Good point. Does he have like a secret, like little, like you know, like the little front chest pouch? <laughs> Does you know, he, he wear like one of those armbands that people used to use to strap their their uh, their iPods <laughs> to their bicep? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he still has like a rubber band around the pouch for the to hold the to hold the lighter. You know what I'm saying? Like he still goes like really old school, <laughs> or stuffs it in that little cellophane plastic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what my that's that's what my uncle used to do. He'd oh, have the man. lighter tucked in there. Anywho, we're going to break because I just went off again. You are in the locker room. This is what happens in the locker room when you get a bunch of guys talking about a topic. So we will continue with our topic, which will be the Bengals and not Uncle Chin, when we come back here on SNR and ESPN Radio. <laughs> is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, Max, Wreck-It Ralph is back. DeMarvin Leal. Oh, I like this kid. I like watching this kid play. You know, DeMarvin was, uh, of course, he's a rookie, and he... uh, was uh, from A&M, and they got him playing the defensive line. Then all of a sudden, they got him standing up as an elephant end. And, uh, you know, he played in five games. He got one start. Um, he, uh, you know, with TJ back, it'll be interesting to see. They started a window on him. He's got the 21-day window. But uh, I, I thought he was an interesting young man, and I thought that, uh, you know, hopefully he gets over that knee and they can bring him back and maybe he puts his hand back in the dirt or he continues with a little stand-up action. Yeah, no, I, I would love to see that because I thought we were kind of building on something with DeMarvin, right? Because and, and, you know, obviously, you know, out of desperation breeds creativity. Yes. And we were in a desperate situation, obviously losing TJ and understanding who was going to play opposite of him. You know, you bring in Malik Reed, um, Jameer Jones, and then you start exploring with, like you said, that elephant in LeVon Kirkland type of position right. with DeMarvin Leal. And then, of course, he comes up with injuries. So I would love to see how this now fits into what they've learned over the absence of TJ. And now you're bringing TJ in with this um, to potentially have a fun thing. I'm not saying that I that, that, that this will happen, but let's just say in a perfect world, if we had something – you remember the early 2000s? Remember Baltimore? Uh-huh. Remember that, remember that schoolyard – Defense, we called it right. Um, the muddle have everybody huddle. standing. Yeah, the mud, the mush rush, muddle, muddle huddle, huddle yes. type of deal where everybody's standing up, kind of moving around, and they get to place. Yes. Could you imagine if you have T.J., Alex, Demarvin, Larry, and Cam in there running, just walking around? How right. intimidating would that be if you have that out of a base Oki type look, right? Wow. And then you just all of a sudden get up and just, you know it's a long pass, right, second and long or whatever, 
and you just have those five guys rushing. How ridiculous would that be? And you're all talking about guys who are not short either. <laughs> yeah, exactly so. You know, all humans roving, roving, roving the terrain. The that would that that would be great, crazy. Let me let me ask you this: How did you offensively pick that up as from a protection standpoint? Because we never, I never experienced anything like that in my twelve years. You know, guys just didn't yeah. you know walk around like they're you know like uh, five minutes to Wapner type thing. You know, like they're just talking yeah. <laughs> to themselves. You know, I'm an excellent driver. You know, and all of a sudden, boom! At the snap of the ball, everybody sprints to wherever they get whatever gap they got to cover. So, you know, the good thing was by the time I got to the league, I'd already experienced it. Okay. Um, in college because uh, University of Tennessee did that. Intentionally because, or just because oh, they no. had some, it, some dummies? Oh, it was, absolute, <laughs> it, no, it was absolutely intentional. Okay. Just they, wanted they to clarify. Had, yeah. No, because they, they had Sunday studs on that squad. Okay. When you're talking about John Henderson, All Will right. Overstreet. Yep. Albert Hainsworth. I mean, um, oh, yeah. I can't remember the middle backer Davis. I mean, they had some dudes. Okay. And so, in fact, John Henderson took out two of our centers in that game. Ooh, like, ooh, ooh. Because he would time up from five yards out and, and get a running start with oh, our snap. Oh, man. That's painful. And so, so, by the time I got to the league and saw it, you know, I kind of knew, and obviously the Steelers had, a, had, a, had, a, had, had seen it as well. Uh, it was something where you kind of – you pick out the five known rushers, right? The five yep. known guys to rush. You call them out, then then – from there, you just take you you set off the ball two sets. Okay, and See, so you essentially reset the line of scrimmage so that they can so they can clear out because at some point they have to declare what gap they're yes. going in. Yeah, because if you get too far out, you get out leverage. Guy doesn't get to the contain. Now you have an outlet out one of the sides or a guy in the middle, and now the quarterback can escape up the middle. So they had to get to the they had to declare at some point, mm -hmm. even with that, and so. But it's still a challenge. If you haven't seen it, especially it's been a while since we've seen that look. Right, um, right. So a lot of the coaches might not be up on it. Players definitely haven't gotten a steady dose of it as we did in the early 2000s. I, it would be so intriguing if they just did it once because now you have to rep that for the rest of the season if you're an opponent just from just showing it once. So just saying, I'm not, I'm not, hey, listen, I'm not Jeff Saturday. I'm not a coach. I got you. But. But I, I, I'm a guy that's seen a lot of seen a lot of things. I've had experience. I'm just saying that one with the personnel that we have, especially getting to Marvin Leal back, that is a problem. That is a huge problem. You know, the interesting thing is that's nothing more than basically the bare defense with five bigs uh just not mm -hmm. declaring. You know what I mean? It's just they're out yeah. there and you gotta you gotta make sure you're you're like uh you're keeping your peepers on everybody over there. Because you're not sure exactly which, you know, you know five are coming, but you don't know which five, you know, which one of the five, I should say, is going to land in your area. And the fact that you can get off the ball a little bit and be able to, you know, give it a little bit of area, but it's still, it's very uncomfortable, I would think, for an offensive lineman. Yeah, no, and, and, and it's physically is taxing when you have a guy getting five yards head of steam. Oh, yeah. Rush. Yeah. That, that's never a good day, especially when it's like Haloti Nada. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I no way. Uh, yeah, you don't want you don't want that. But Wolf, I digress. We don't. Ha we, we are going to stop the bull rush here because we're at the end of the show. You digress. Um, I'm about to digest. <laughs> there, there it is. There it is. Nothing. Nothing better. Once again, we're going into our specialties. Um, <laughs> but you know, I know the show was a little bit short today for, for Steelers Nation. We apologize. We had some technical difficulties. Thank you all for bearing with us. I promise tomorrow. 
We're going to get right back to it. Of course, we want to encourage everyone, call in. We want to hear from Steelers Nation as well um, as we continue to further break down. I know I kind of alluded to it. We'll go through the stats, statistics, and game plan on the Friday edition of In the Locker Room. Also, go download the show if you missed any parts of it today. The Wexinator was awesome today. Also, learn about Uncle Chin in your free time. That's all in this show. You can go download in the locker room. You can go on SNR, yeah, Steelers mobile app. You can go on iHeartRadio or wherever else you get podcasts. It'll be up live streaming for you guys. And, of course, our whole bevy of shows. We got the Blitz. We got the Standard. We got the Steelers Week in Review. Johnny is on the spot every Tuesday. Nope, he didn't do it. Um, with you the Steelers go. Week in Review, that's by Wes Euler. <laughs> it's the Johnny. I'm Johnny. There's always time for Johnny. And, of All course, right. the Game Day Podcast. So, take care, guys. Have a great day. We'll be back at you tomorrow in the locker room.